four, three, two, one. No, you don't see the one. Uh, five, four, three, two. Hey, everyone. Blocked and unfriended by some people is like trash taking itself out. Anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> oh wow! So, have you ever taken the trash out? Um, yes. I like take the trash out a lot, even though like physically in my apartment I do not. Oh, I thought we were using metaphorically. It as... I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a euphemism for <laughs> blocking people. Right. But sure, yeah, garbage too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, okay, so you take out the garbage, but you also block people. Is that correct? Yes, yes. I do. I, I block a lot and I get... Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because people hate me. Okay, that's a start. I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I think this is that that wave, that same wave of cancel culture, just on a, a individual level. <laughs> so it's like so terrible. But I do cancel a lot of people. Okay, what so it's you? like a a mutual thing. You're you're being canceled, but you cancel. But so. I cancel people, but those pay, those people aren't canceling me back. I could just get canceled by other people. Yeah. So it's like this weird like dynamic that happens. So I don't know. Yeah. So it could be an an energy thing, you know, like since you put out canceling energy, like it's <laughs> like a tornado. You just get swept up in it. Yeah. So. I mean, I do, but this cancel culture could be like so drastic and dramatic I don't know yeah it ruins people's lives actually there was a lady last week who asked to be uh, cancelled she said you know what? please cancel me I deserve it <laughs> that's and... like if that's not the biggest trick <laughs> yeah and I did think about that I'm like is this reverse psychology like does she want people to rally around her and not cancel her I think but... so I think it's like it's like, let me shame myself so people could feel bad that I feel so bad about myself. Yes. And the funny thing is, it wouldn't be surprising if that was her angle because Jessica Krug, I'm assuming that's how you say her last name, is a white woman who was pretending to be black for years. Oh, and... man. Wait, I got to yeah. Google her now. So continue. Okay, so apparently she's been doing this for a while. I think, if I'm not mistaken, she said she had a rough upbringing, and I think somewhere in her teenage years she kind of got uh, distance from her family, so she just kind of created this identity and claimed that she had some kind of African ancestry at some point. And, I mean, to look at her, she does not look like she does. <laughs> However, she a um, professor? Yeah, professor okay. at was it George George Western? George Western? George Washington? I don't oh, know. It says GW. That's what I was gonna say. I'm like, I know it was GW. GW. Like, oh. oh yeah, it's George George Washington. Okay, Columbian okay. College of Arts and Sciences. I put uh, apparently I googled her and her profile came up. She's a historian mm -hmm. of politics, ideas, and cultural practices in Africa. Oh, and the oh, African girl. diaspora. Mm -mm -mm. Diaspora. Well, How do you she... say that word? Diaspora. Okay, I, I was right the second time. Yeah. Okay. And, the, <laughs> and like that's like not only is she white and Jewish, but she grew up in Kansas City. So it's like, girl, 
Like you're you're Dorothy from Wizard you of Oz just, right now. You definitely <laughs> take your job too serious. Who the professor? Yeah, she just <laughs> assumed what she was teaching. Yeah. <laughs> like with particular interest in West Central Africa and maroon societies in early modern period and black trans transnational cultural studies. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Well, why? why did she lie? First of all, why was this an interest of her and to to the point where she teaches it, right? And then why would you just assume the identity of someone like you 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 didn't even assume an identity, right? It was like what is that? Um culture appropriation maybe? Um it's a lot of things. Because it, I mean it is identity in a way because you know some people are like some people really do have a black parent or maybe even two black parents but there's so much you know mixture in there that they they don't come out looking like them so they so it's hard to identify yeah exactly because some of them choose to just go with whatever they look like right Uh, because it's hard to explain that you're not that so people might look at you you and see the benefits right but people, I'd see, that's the thing. It's like, um, who was that? Damn, who was that comedian? Uh, um, his that name is... What, ex- did what? Um, he was like, he did a bit like, oh, if I had to, you know, come back, I would still come back as a white guy. I forgot his uh, name. Louis uh, C.K.? Yes, that's him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's the only thing that I don't understand, where... I'm pretty sure most people, most most white people, if they had given the choice, like if they had to be reincarnated and come back, they wouldn't want to come back as an, a minority. No. So <laughs> that's like it's so backwards to me to where, you well, know, I, I just don't see the benefit. Not in this society. Well, there, there it goes deeper. I mean, it's it's a lot to get into, but. Yeah. I'll just simply say that when you say you're black, but you don't look black, that your life is just easier because you're more palatable right. to everyone, honestly, black people, white people, and everyone in between. So that's one issue. It's yeah. just like when, um, like Sam Smith, he, uh, the, <laughs> and this always baffles me. Like he comes out, he's singing. I remember uh, Disclosure that uh, he made the song, you know, he made a couple of songs with them. They said that when they first heard him, they thought he was a, a black woman. And uh, they were like, oh, we got to get this person on our song. And they found out it was like this chubby, you know, British kid. Mm-hmm. And the music he was putting out, I'm like, you know, it's so funny because if this was like a 40 year old black woman putting this music out, it would not be at the top of the charts. Like, it, right. it just wouldn't. But because it comes in a different package, it is so right. which goes which ties in to what you were talking about with Michael Jackson too yeah yeah I mean I could be wrong but yeah would it yeah, would he true. have been received the same with his original look right or you if know? he was like a you know a black woman <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually yeah, was a black true. woman would he have hit the charts and all that yeah so. as much as he did but um I just find yeah. it odd that you know given that Given the natural white privilege in this country, right? Why would you want to appropriate being the opposite of what you actually are? And I, I'm looking at a picture of her, and you know she does have curly hair, almost like a Latina, mm-hmm. and you know she does have some what seem like ethnic features. So maybe it's hard to explain her look. And me, I'm trying to justify why she would do this. <laughs> you know, like just yeah, see it from, me, her, from her perspective. <laughs> and the only thing I could really think of is that it was just easier to say that she was something else. Because she doesn't have like, a, I guess, a typical Anglo, Anglo-Saxon look. So, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, but she's... Whatever. I mean, there because there's no. That's not why though. <laughs> like that's definitely not why. I mean, no. she explained it, but that article that she wrote went on way too long. Yeah, but it, you know, Rachel stupid. Dolezal did the same thing a few years ago, mm-hmm. and you know, in her case, 
she kind of, you know, claimed to have a similar situation. Like her parents, there were issues there. I think she might have even claimed that there was some abuse. And then her parents had adopted, I want to say two, one or two black kids. And um, she ended up filing for custody of them. So there really was an issue with her parents. So I think Mm -hmm. it's partially, I think it's partially true that it could be somewhat mental but then I think, again, Rachel Dolezal, you know, she's a white woman. So all she had to do was curl her hair up a little bit, get a slight tan. And again, the doors open for you in a different way when you look a certain way. So, you right. know, she was claiming black, but still looking kind of white. But then she was sending herself death threats and all types of crazy things. That's when yeah. the veil started to be lifted. So I think also they seek this attention that they wouldn't get in their community. Like in their community, you might just be an average white person or an average Jewish person. But if you claim black, you can kind of climb to the top a little quicker uh, for a number of reasons. Yeah. And, you know, I'm looking at, I, I remember this one. Um, yeah. The more recent one, Jessica Krug, I, I kind of like missed that in the media, but, um, but I remember this one and yeah, I mean, she did a good job. Yeah, she wasn't so bad. There's even some pictures with her with like braids with what looks like almost like um, half braids and they're like uh, micro braids. There's some pictures where she kind of looks like she has dreads. Yeah, well, she braids hair now. That's like her. her She's been doing it for years, but now that she can't like really work and her life has been ruined, um, she does do that. (laughs) I think that's like her main hustle. Yeah, she has like these these faux um, dreads, you know, where you can like you can make your hair look like look like it's dreaded. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. But yeah, you canceled. Fine. Yeah, but I mean, you can I mean, make a lot of money doing braids, though. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, she actually can. So I, I know she changed her name, but it's like it's your it's look, be a, though. Your face, exactly. is Your face, like yeah. people know your face. And I feel bad because her sons, like, oh, they have it. They have it tough, all because of her lie. It's just, it's just not worth it. They need to change their names too. Yeah, poor kids. But yeah. yeah. So some people get canceled and some people actually ask to be canceled, which is smart. It's like, get ahead of the story because she was about (laughs) to be outed. So she was like, you know what? Let me take myself down. (laughs) Right. Right. And that's, I mean, that's a good strategy. Right. I mean, some people see through it like you and I, but I think it creates a sort of empathy that some people will, you know, maybe forgive her. But, but cancel, not the right people. <laughs> yeah, right. And but cancel culture is very um unforgiving. So oh yeah. Yeah. It's group shaming and it's on social media, it's very public and you can't really get away from it. So you do not want to be like online shamed or humiliated on publicly on the internet. I don't I don't know that I could ever survive it. So, like, if something happened to where I went viral and it was from some crazy thing and even whether or not it was true or whatever, I'd probably just, like, end up a porn star or something. Because that's, like, literally the only culture that will probably accept you. Um, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> after that, that. Extreme, but it's true. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's true. she's lucky she had the avenue of the braiding thing, but if she didn't know how to do anything else or have a skill... You would have to, like, be a porn star. I'm like, pretty the, sure she got an offer. Did she? I, I mean, I would I would believe it. I believe it. I'm almost positive she did. I believe it. I definitely do. So what about you, Lauren? What do you do? Do you cancel people? Um. Yeah, I, I cancel people. I'm trying to improve. Like, I don't like to join in on group shaming, but... For example, uh, I think it's Hobby Lobby. They've got, you know, they've had some questionable things going on. And it's not the store itself. It's the leadership and, I guess, where they donate their money. And Hobby Lobby, if I'm not mistaken, I think they started that whole crusade to not have to 
pay for women's birth control through their health insurance. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, how disgusting can you be? Like, it's, I mean, what, what century are we in? So I've only shopped there maybe once and I've made a conscious effort to never go there. And I try so hard, like to avoid it if I ever do need crafty things. But yeah, so like, I don't feel the need to go online and go on a tirade about it, but I won't give Hobby Lobby my money for that reason. Um, so yeah, I do take on my personal things, but I, like R. Kelly, when everybody jumped on that bandwagon, it, uh, look, I'm not mad at it because he did some really messed up things. And at some point you do have to be held accountable, but I had personally canceled him a few years before because I started analyzing his music and why I liked it at a young age, specifically the song seems like you're ready. And <laughs> I realized not only were the lyrics highly questionable, your body is my playground, let me lick you up and down, which that could be normal, but it's not because I was still playing on a playground. And a matter of fact, you just saw me this weekend on the playground on the swing set. <laughs> on <a> swing set. <laughs> <laughs> but we were the only adults. Everybody knows right. playgrounds are generally for kids. And then even the music, like the melody had almost like a lullaby kind of sound to it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I think R. Kelly was grooming me through the radio. <laughs> and so that made me like I literally couldn't listen to that song anymore because I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what if he wrote this song thinking about like a 14 year old? And then I was just like, damn, well, what about all those other songs? Bump and grind. I, I remember he him performing at the Apollo years ago. You know, we used to stay up late on Saturday night to watch it. And he had girls walking around on stage with signs that said 18 and up or something like that. And even as a kid, I was like, that's weird. Like, why does he need to broadcast that? Like, doesn't everybody kind of understand that you only want to have sex with a consenting adult? So I remember finding that weird back then. But because everybody just treated it like it was, I guess you would say normal, or they just kind of brushed his issues under the rug. I just kept going with it. But yeah, about eight years ago, I was just like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Like, this is, this is gross. And then, you know, a couple of years ago, it became the thing. Yeah. And I'm glad that people are raising their consciousness to think about who you're supporting and funding and what you're saying is acceptable. But sometimes it, it does get a little too bandwagony and, and not in his case, because I honestly think he kind of deserved it. But sometimes people just take it too far and they want to ruin you. And I think for some situations there can be, is retribution the right word or am I, am I saying that wrong? I think I'm, I might be saying that wrong. Contrition? Let's say contrition. Yeah. I don't know the definition of either word. So. <laughs> well, I remember the act of contrition from when I was in Catholic yeah. school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that either. I mean, I remember the words act of contrition, but I don't remember what it did. Yeah, it was like for like before confession, I think you said it or maybe it's it was like after. asking for forgiveness, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Redemption. So, yeah. 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 Let's say redemption. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like retribution. I think that's like. <laughs> no, that's like okay, so redemption. <laughs> yeah, because I think people take it too far, especially when people start digging up stuff from Anything from a decade or more ago, I'm not saying that you can't bring it up and it's not a valid point, but I do think that you should look at what someone's done over the course of the last 10, 20, 30 years and see if it lines up. Because if somebody recorded half the things I've said since I was 18, 20, I, I, would, have, I would definitely be canceled, you know, for something mm -hmm. that I said or did. Right. So I think, you know, people need to kind of calm down on that because one day, like you were saying, it could come back on you. You know, yep. you could make one slip up and, yeah, you know, you're, you're in a you, porn. Yeah, you're a porn star. You, that's your life now. Probably make better money, though. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. Just like, hopefully I have, like, a partner who accepts me <laughs> because then I'm never getting married. Um, somebody will accept you. I mean, nowadays, please. <laughs> yeah. There's no standards out there. No, people are all into that shit. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, so what about on an individual level? Do you, have you ever, like, blocked anyone? Like, um, on social media or on your phone? I've never... Mm, oh, I only blocked 
I blocked, yeah, but not like I blocked a couple of people. <laughs> you Look, sound like you don't want to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because one day I got a dick pic from someone, and I don't even know the phone number. And I'm like, is this someone that I met years ago? And then he just randomly was going through his phone. Like, let me try to hit up. Mm-hmm. Like, I almost think it. Remember when it we probably went to that was. fireman's party? Yeah. <laughs> like, I almost feel like it might have been someone from there. So I blocked that because I'm not into penis pics. And then I had to block one X. Other than that, um, that's it. And then on social media, I mean, I've unfriended. Maybe I've like, like, you know, I've unfriended some people, but not blocked. But that's because my pages are, I think they're kind of private anyway. So I just feel like I just don't want to see what you're talking about or doing anymore. Right. You know, so I'm not like permanently cutting off. But for now, I'm just going to not follow you. Yeah. I know you're a blocker. Yeah, I do. Okay. But it's not unwarranted. Okay. I'll give you an example. So I met this guy a few years ago. We hung out a couple of times, but there was something about the guy I just didn't like. Like, I don't know. He had, like, two kids, two different baby moms. He was, like, a little bit hood. He was always sending me pictures of drugs, saying he had them available. And, you know, it was just... He was just not my kind of guy. He he, he had... There were red flags, and it, something told me that I just didn't want to deal with him. Mm-hmm. And normally I'm the kind of person who would just avoid the guy. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, if he called or texted, I would just ignore him. Or, you know, I'd be like, oh, my bad, I was busy. And then never actually finish the conversation. Or, you know, just so, like, I could seem disinterested so you would finally get the hint. Mm-hmm. Well, with this guy, that didn't work. You know, like, not responding didn't work. And, like, so I finally just told him, you know, I'm not interested. Never. That was literally the first time I have ever, like, seriously rejected a person to the point where I told them, I'm not interested in you. Mm-hmm. Of course, this backfires. Mm-hmm. Because he he just, like, doesn't take no for an answer. So you would think that after someone was completely and totally honest with you, mm-hmm. that you would just back off. No, mm-hmm. that didn't happen. He kept calling. He kept texting. He kept DMing. So I blocked him. Mm-hmm. So now... He just blocks the block. He'll block his number so that my phone is not recognizing the number to block it. So it comes up as no ID and it'll ring. Mm-hmm. So it's like he unblocked my block. Mm-hmm. So the other day I was with um, a friend of ours and... She told me that there's a feature in the iPhone that if the number is either no ID or not in your phone book or in your call log, Mm -hmm. that it will send it like straight to voicemail and it'll come up as a missed call, but it won't like interrupt your screen. Because the problem with him blocking his number and still being able to call me is that you know, I have to use my cell phone for work, especially, especially since we are working from home mm-hmm. and I couldn't even call out because he was chain calling so badly and interrupting no. my screen. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't get to the app to call one of my clients. I was beyond, beyond frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like my anxiety was through the roof to the point mm-hmm. where I had to answer the call, curse him out, hang up, try to call my client before he tried calling me back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was like impossible. It was impossible. I was in tears. I was frustrated. And it's, it's a horrible, horrible feeling. It's just mm-hmm. like, let it go, dude. I told you. I, I'm not interested. I don't know how much more I can say that. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know what kind of person doesn't just let it go or understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, what kind of mental illness do you have? Because I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So luckily, my friend gave me that and he literally called twice today. Ew, I kid you not. Gross. I kid you not. He literally called twice today. So it's like, okay, I didn't want to get to the point where I had to block you. Mm-hmm. Right? So you were calling. I was kind of like ignoring you or whatever it was. And uh-huh. that didn't work. I told you that didn't work. I blocked mm-hmm. you. That didn't work. So it got to the point where I text my friend and I was like, listen, this is this person's name. Um, he used to be, um, be live in Miami and he's from the Bronx. If I turn up missing, tell that to the cops. That's how bad. That's how it feels now. Mm-hmm. Because now it feels since he's been to my apartment maybe twice that he'll just show up. Mm-hmm. And then I'm in trouble, you know, so sometimes blocking, but I don't know if that was the best idea, Mm -hmm. but there was no other way for me to keep him from interrupting my calls. Now, now you're messing with my work. Now I can't work because you're calling me. So like Mm -hmm. something has got to give. And the sad part about that is that there's nothing I could do as far as law enforcement, to keep it from happening. Like, yes, it's harassment, but there's nothing legally I could do to keep him from calling, you know? So mm-hmm. it's it's clearly, like, the beginning stages of some really stalker shit. Mm-hmm. But it, what can I do? Well, um, I mean, technically, I, I mean, you would have to probably unblock his phone number and I know it's kind of hard, but technically you can try to get a restraining order for like excessive phone calling. Like, you know, for it would, yeah. it does constitute harassment. Yeah. So the funny thing is, is that I text, I text my friend when I told her that information, I did also make a joke where I was like, he called again and he must be so confused on how I blocked his block of my block. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. like, how do you unblock? You, you're already blocked. What more do you want? Do you want me to get to the point where I feel like I need to defend myself and like do something, some physical harm to you? Like, what do you want? What do you want to get as a, like, as a, like you, he could literally drive someone insane. Yeah. Well, I think the more important question is, what do you want? I want him to go away. Okay. So it's two things. You, you know, physical harm. Right. Or the law is only one, you know, I mean, because people like that don't understand anything else. So, I mean, hopefully there won't be any incidents where you would be in each other's presence. Right. But the next thing is, yeah, like to at least attempt. Like I, like I said, you would have to unblock his phone number just yeah. so you could have like a so record have of the a, calls. Yeah, so have a record. But yeah. And, um, and if I don't know if you're able to get like old records from before you blocked him. Oh, but, yeah. You know, I mean, like my, my actual cell phone. Yeah, I can. Yeah, but seriously, like, sometimes you have to do it. And, again, you might not be able to get anything, but even if you can just go and file an actual police report. Yeah, like, just put it on record. Yeah. So it's like a paper trail. Yeah. Oh, or you know what? You can – well, I don't know if that – I don't know if that would work. Like, our lawyer friend, like, Mm -hmm. if she could make a phone call. Like, yes, I represent uh, my client. I won't say your government name. Yeah. (laughs) Jenny from the block and <laughs> I'm putting you on notice like you know some kind of scary thing or like if you have a friend that's a cop or something but you know I don't know but yeah you have to, like to me that's why I'm a very big fan of like physical violence because I feel like at a certain point there's nothing that you can do like if if you try to reason with someone and then if you eliminate contact with someone and they still violate it's like okay at this point it's the law 
or I'm going to have to kill you. It's one or the other. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, what sucks about that part. So let's say, I don't know, I'm, I'm not a, a lawyer, but like, let's say it's like a cease and desist. Right. Mm-hmm. His sister is a lawyer. Um, so it's like that might fool like the average person. Right. Mm-hmm. Where I could get a lawyer to send a cease and desist letter or whatever. Or some kind of like legal action, like some kind of warning that legal action will be taken if he continues mm-hmm. to his behavior continues. Mm-hmm. Right. But he could just come right back at me. With what, though? I don't know. But he has I mean, a sister who's a lawyer and he lives with her. So it's like literally whatever letter we send is going to be to her house. So, <laughs> does, so the sister, like, does the sister like him? Like, does she? I don't think so, but still, she'll probably, but she'll probably defend her brother. You know, not so necessarily I mean, because I mean, he's a grown not. man, obviously living yeah. with her, she might take the attitude of, "See, like I told you, stop effing around," because now you're bringing this to my house. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you don't right. know. She might take it because I had to do a cease and desist on somebody once, and then they try to get some whack ass letter written to me from a paralegal. And guess <laughs> what? I took that letter laughed at it ripped it up and never had another problem with that person again yeah so it's true it's true and the thing is is like you see what situation he's in it just seems like his behavior it's like oh one day i may get him in my apartment if i continue to deal with him and then he won't leave that's how it feels that how it feels like he wants to keep that communication with me because I'm a single woman. I have my own apartment. I don't have any children. If for some reason he ends up like homeless or whatever or out on the street, he would have like me as a backup plan. That's mm-hmm. how I feel because there's nothing that I've done with him to quote unquote fall in love with me. Okay, mm-hmm. so like there's, no, you know, there's nothing that I've done to any extent um, in, in our interactions that would even warrant you loving me to that point to where you're being this psycho. Mm-hmm. So it's just I think it's just a matter of like a t- contingency plan for him. Yeah, but that in and of itself is borderline like you're not right in the head. Like, how about you just work harder and get your own place? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like to That's me, anyone saying. that works this and hard the, to the, secure the sad, housing. The sad part of it is that the type of individual that he is, he had a union job. He had a union job in New York city paying at least $30 per an hour, way more mm. than I make. Okay. And he did some dumb thing where he brought marijuana to work and they smelled it and suspended him. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, he's fighting with the union and this and that because they never actually checked his bag. They just smelled it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they never like found the possession of marijuana. Okay. So, so why did they suspend him? You know, just because they suspected it. Obviously they were trying to get rid of him because if not, then they probably would nobody would have even probably reported that. But, yeah. um, you know, this is the kind of person we're talking about. Like, you're stupid enough to bring weed to work. He admitted to bringing the actual mm-hmm. weed to work. So that that's the only reason why I know that part. And mm-hmm. so it's like, what the hell? How stupid are you? You have two children. Like, yeah. you know, like, so this is the kind of person he is, which the behaviors are now like. Which is why, in, from the beginning, I didn't really want to deal with him. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, what do you do in that situation? So, on one hand, it's right now I feel better now that he's going to voicemail and he can't interrupt my work. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, am I fueling the fire and m- making him angry, or you know, it more it to have more desperate attempts because it just feels like it's escalating. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why do I get this stalker status all the time? This is not the first time we talk about me being stalked. I mean, I know I'm amazing, but come on. It's not that serious. (laughs) Yeah. um, I I don't know either. I mean, uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
didn't mean it like that. You what did? I mean you is, did. You mean no, you meant it no. exactly like that? No, like, I, I don't get it. Like I don't even know? get it. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't understand how stalk. Well, okay, let me take that back. I've stalked, so we we've established that way back in the day. <laughs> but even then, even when I stalked, I had the decency to not call repeatedly. You know, like I would just drive by the house and see if, you know, the stalky was home, you know, and wait for movement in the window and that kind of thing. But I stopped doing that way back in my, what, early 20s? Like, I don't think that behavior went past 23 for me. Uh, But yeah, like that calling repeatedly, like, you know what it is? I have issues with rejection anyway. So yeah, I think for I me, that's why I can't bit. relate to it. Like, if I call you once and you don't answer, oh, my God, I'm already planning. Like, okay, I'm not speaking to them no more. Right. I'm not buying no birthday present. Like, you know, I'm already I'm planning. I'm alternate to... phone number, seeing if it, you pick up. Like, <laughs> you Mm-mm. know, I'm doing what I can. No, I get it. I know the feeling because I don't like to be rejected either. I would prefer you, even though it'll hurt. I would prefer you instead of avoiding me, avoiding me or blocking me or doing any of that. Just tell me you're not. And so like that, that what I did with that guy, I, I would want you to do that for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Will it hurt? Yes. Would I be like, are you crazy? I'm amazing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it just gives me that closure and it allows me to move on. It doesn't leave things open ended. It doesn't make me crazy. Like, oh, my God, what did I do? Yeah. You know, so like, what did I do to deserve that type of treatment? Yeah. You know, so that's the thing is, is that, you know, sometimes I think that blocking is good when it, when it feels threatening or abusive or it causes you to have a a certain level of anxiety. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, because that, that anxiety can be debilitating. Okay. I, I was, I was trying to work. I was 10 minutes late calling a client Mm -hmm. because I couldn't use my phone. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, I can't do my job. I, you're, you're stalking me to the point where I I can't even work. Like this Mm -hmm. is a problem. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do in that situation? If I unblock him, Lauren, I won't be able to work. That's the problem. Is that once he realized he's unblocked and he he calls yeah. my number regular, it's it's a wrap. I'm not gonna be able to function, you know. And I already have issues managing my anxiety when I don't have something like that. I I I make my own self anxious, mm-hmm. right? Just like overthinking, being a worrier, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I make my own self anxious, and then to have something that is just going to fuel the fire of my anxiety. It's just that it's way too much to bear. Yeah. So in in his case, I would I I I have to I I don't know what else to do. I bought a bat. Mhm. Okay, and I keep it by my door, and I keep yeah. my door chained, so that yeah. if someone you know knocks on my door, and I at least don't open the door all the way. Yeah. I I don't know what else to do. I have the bat for self defense. You know, so I, I maybe my maybe my uh you know prison sentence will be a little less since uh, it's a little leak bat. A little leak. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it's better. a little bat. So because I also didn't want to get a huge bat that was too heavy to swing around. You know, yeah. so if I have to bash someone's fingers for trying to get through my door, then fine. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, but that that that's the thing. It's like it's sad that it has come to that. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. I, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't get that. I don't get how people, but like you said, if, cause it could very well be that. I mean, the fall is approaching. So, you know, yeah. people start looking for places to rest their head, but yeah, I'm like anybody that can just keep calling like that. You're, you either have a mental problem or you're just, you know, you, you just you're, don't care because or you're, you're it's that a much means of to a an snake end. because you're that narcissistic you're that self-centered to the point where you think that I'm just gonna let you shack up with me for free because Mm -hmm. I literally think that that's his intention because there's no other reason I never gave him it I'm actually freaking mean to the guy I'm not nice to him 
Because at first, you know, it was just like, oh, you know, just like I was a little dry and I wasn't like I, my person. I have a whole bunch of personality. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was very dry with him. Not much conversation. You know, I, I wasn't even interested in him to find out like his likes and his whatever. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. deal with him. And mm-hmm. I wasn't like super nice to him. It wasn't like, you know, anything, anything. Mm-hmm. And he, I remember, I remember after the first time we met, it had been like six to eight months. He said he was in California one time and he asked me for $200. You met me once. You mm-hmm. met me once and you asked me for $200 saying you were stranded in California. I'm like, hey, um. I'm sorry to hear that, but I can't help you. Wow. So it's like, yeah. And you're wondering why I didn't want to deal with you? Like, how do you not even know that you're a problem? (laughs) Yeah. that. mm, 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 mm. That's crazy. That's absolutely insane. So I think in that case, you know, he kind of deserves to be blocked. And at, at this point, I really don't have any other strategy. You know, and then I would have to unblock him, but then I'm risking like my job and being able to function yeah. if, you know, if I do. So it's, it's, it's a horrible feeling, but I, I think when it comes to blocking, what people hate about it is that, you know, the, the part of the closure that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't think like, for example, I've also unfriended the one friend of maybe two or three podcasts ago that I told you I got in an argument with him and mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. I did unfriend him on Facebook and unfollow him on Instagram, not because I didn't want him to see my stuff, but I didn't want to see his stuff. So I yeah. didn't want to like constantly see his posts and like be reminded that we're not friends anymore and all of that stuff. Because unfortunately, you know, following somebody's news feed or whatever it is, it's kind of like running to the, into them in the supermarket. Yeah. But virtually, you know, because it, it's just like, oh, I don't want to see this, you know. And then there's that other awkward thing that if you block somebody and then run into them in real life. <laughs> yeah (laughs) that's awkward (laughs) yeah I would imagine I I usually like most of the people that I've unfriended they're not people that I would bump into so it's kind of easy and that has kept me from unfollowing certain people because I'm like okay I know I'm gonna have to see them in real life so sometimes I'll just put them on mute or you know whatever it is where I don't really have to see everything they're saying because it's just you know, sometimes it's just annoying, but I, I did go on a spree. Like once uh, Trump won the presidency, like at first I was trying to be like a mature adult, but I couldn't take it because it was just, it's one thing that you voted for someone. It's another thing when you are behaving like a child online. And yeah. that's what a lot of this has turned into. Like, you know, it's always like taunting and it, it, it there's a lot of, I mean, look again, I know some people that have voted for him that aren't obnoxious I still don't really respect you as a person but I can kind of ignore it and put it to the side if you're not being obnoxious but and I mean I'm genuinely saying this like they're so obnoxious about it and you know spreading lies and then it's just like they'll take I don't even want to go down that road but the point is and see that's why I had to unfollow because I'm like this is just not good for me because at this point if we can't agree on basic fundamental things like more like basic moral decency and you know not being racist and that kind of thing <laughs> yeah we don't we don't need to really we don't you know be in touch with each other so yeah sometimes it's good and then i think it is important though not to abuse it cuz when you start becoming a blocker and an unblocker it doesn't have the same impact right you know and then right, it can kind of, yeah, it can also become like an ego thing because I shared, I think a few weeks ago about that person, our former trainer who posted some things online. And my first reaction was like, oh, F him. Like, let me unfriend him. And I mean, we're not truly friends. He friend requested me, but I stayed in it because I felt like, no, Lauren, 
I need to evolve as a person. Like I need to be able to have a dialogue with someone, even though they're saying something super coonish right now and working through it. Like maybe I can open his eyes. And the funny thing is the comment that I made turned all of his stuff right back onto him. And he immediately got defensive and tried to play the victim, but it helped that I kept it fact-based and logical. I didn't, you know, try to attack him as a person. And then other people also, you know, came in and the next day he did realize like, okay, I need to do better. I need to learn more before I open my mouth. And, you know, I felt good that I was able to at least not just totally walk away. Although the other day he posted something. I'm just like, man, you just won't stop. Will you? (laughs) And I, my finger was itching. It was definitely itching. But, um, but yeah, I think sometimes it's valuable to learn how to have discourse when it counts, when it turns into online abuse or bullying or aggressive behaviors. Yes. Sometimes it is best to just block that person and move on. Yeah. See, I, I think so too. And, um, when it comes to like deciding whether or not to block someone, right. Especially let's say you have a falling out with a friend, right. Mm -hmm. The way I approached it was, I was like, listen, you know, if you don't mind, I am going to just disconnect from social media until we resolve this. Because my intention was to resolve it. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't want to see it. If, if you weren't willing to, to make the effort to try to mend our friendship, I just I didn't want to see your newsfeed. I didn't want to see the bullshit that you were posting you know, about positivity, yet you were being so negative with me, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I just didn't want to see that. Mm -hmm. I think that it's important that we be adults about things. And if you are having, you know, issues with um, another person and you do have Mm -hmm. them on social media and they're your friends and you consider them your friends, you should try to hash out you know, what it is that's going on before you just go and block them. I feel like that's the adult way to do things. Um, So that there is closure. If you decide to part ways, then that's fine. So then that the disconnection from social media is not something that triggers you, right? Where that could be, that's a definite trigger. So if you think about, um, you know, this, this younger generation, everything is social media. Mm-hmm. Everything is social media. Um, let me see. I have a statistic here. Um, it says, Dr. Jean Twenge, author of iGen, why today's super connected kids are growing up less rebellious, more tolerant, tolerant and less happy. Found teens who spent five or more hours a day online were 71 percent more likely than those who spent less than an hour a day to suffer suicide risk. Mm-hmm. So when I say trigger, what about that kid that's in that 71% that's more likely to commit suicide? Mm-hmm. What, is, what, is, what does that do to that kid if you just block them? Clearly, they're dependent on that social aspect. But... At the end of the, and they're addicted. They're a generation that's addicted to apps. Yeah. So, so honestly, I think you know, cancel culture, blocking people. It's it's like you gave people an excuse not to communicate, not to communicate their feelings, not to, um, you know, do all of those things, where you you can just talk like civilized adults. Now yeah. it's like, oh, you could sever friendships by just hitting a block button. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I honestly don't think that's the best way to handle things. I, you know, I let the person know, you know, like I, I told him why I did it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he didn't say anything or acknowledge it, but it was done and that's done. Mm-hmm. So I feel better about it because I don't have to sit and watch him in my newsfeed and we don't talk anymore. We're not friends anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. Well, um, I think there's a lot of literature on this topic. You know, it's a newer 
issue. So it's kind of funny because I saw one article that was like, blocking these people might be good for your mental health. And literally the very next article underneath it was like, blocking people is terrible for your mental health. Right. <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah. So it's like, everyone's on the fence about it. And I think that honestly, it should be looked at, at a, on a case by case. I don't think mm-hmm. you could just have like this blanket situation where blocking is good or bad. I think it, it literally needs to be assessed. I think in the issue, in the, in the case where this guy is super stalking, mm-hmm. probably the best thing I did. Because, yeah. you know, he's going to he's gonna keep coming. He's going to keep coming. <laughs> you yeah. know, he's going to... So there, there was nothing I could do. The, the, on, the last thing, which I pray to God doesn't happen, is that he shows up at my doorstep. Yeah, hopefully that hopefully, won't happen. Hopefully it won't. Yeah. You know, and, and so... So I don't think he's he's resorted to that mm. because then that would definitely be warrant for a restraining order. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. So I um and considering that he has, you know, family and and you know, legal um, you know, lawyer family or whatever, um it's probably not a good idea for him. And considering he's narcissistic, that would probably be the only logic that keeps him from doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Quite so, possibly. So, because he cares about himself more than anyone. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah. he's not going to put himself in a situation where he could, I have actually threatened to call the, so, yeah. you know, so he knows that that's where I'm at. He mm-hmm. knows that that's my mentality. I don't care about the guy to the point where I would care if he goes to jail. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. So he knows that. And that was made very clear to him. So hopefully it doesn't ever resort to that. Yeah. Hope not. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't care. I mean, I will, meaning I don't want him to like come to your house or anything, but I don't care if he goes to jail or something. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Like, I, you, mean, at a certain point, I would feel bad for his. Yeah, exactly. I would feel bad for his kids because one, you have crazy, crazy dad already. Then he'll be in jail. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you can tell us what you think about blocking people on Twitter at Prov Paradigm. And Facebook and Instagram at Proverbial Paradigm. Talk to you next week. Bye.